Are you ready, Elaine? No. For what we're about to do? No, don't do it. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This one's extra fun for me because Lane has no idea what we're about to talk about. And I think that's important because you guys also have no idea. So now you are not alone. Lane is on your side. I feel like I'm the husband in a TikTok video where the wife is like, my husband has no idea that I'm about to jump out at him in my underwear. And I'm That's just like walking really up the stairs. Good visual. Yeah. Oh my gosh, how fun. Well, guys, welcome back. If you've never listened to us before, I'm Jessica Hover. I'm Lane Dealing Cherland, and this is Very Good Enough, a podcast from Very Good Mothers Club. And if this really is your first time listening, this probably isn't the best episode to start you off, but it's going to be a good time. So you can stay or you can leave to another one so that you know us better and then come back mm-hmm. for this one because it's going to be good. Lane, have you ever heard of the 36 questions that make somebody fall in love with you? Um, is this like a New York Times? Yeah, it yeah. started as that and it kind of went everywhere. Yeah. And so lately what I've been doing when random people come over and I'm not sure how to host, I just pull out these questions and I ask and oh they've been really fun. So I'm not going to ask you all 36 and I don't have my answers. I'm not premeditating this whole thing <laughs> and then just telling you what I've told other people. We're going to just wing it. But what's fun about this is that the viewers are going to get to know us better, the listeners, but also I'm going to get to know you better and you're going to get to know me better. And I think we'll all fall in love with each other more. We've been promising that. That's been the promise. Yeah, we've definitely been trying. And (laughs) if it doesn't work, I blame these questions because they say that they will work. Yeah. It's nice to have an external source to be like, yeah, could have fallen in love, but you guys didn't do your job. No, but you guys thought of the worst questions. So <laughs> let's find out if these are great questions or bad questions. Yay, fun. So sweet Lainey, given the choice of anyone in the world, <gasps> whom would you want as a dinner guest? Paul Thomas Anderson, the filmmaker. He is the director, like the writer director of like Boogie Nights and Punch Drunk Love and Phantom Thread. Never seen any of them. Oh my gosh. They okay. would probably, maybe you might be a little bit too tenderhearted. Are for them. they they're spooky so, or sad? Mm, they're not spooky. Okay. They are sad. They're very complicated. Okay. It's a lot of like, oh, this complicated person doing this complicated thing. Okay. They have like big feelings. Okay. And a lot. You love of that. Sometimes they go unresolved. Um, they're just, he makes the most beautiful movies in the mm. whole wide world with the most interesting soundtracks. And he's like an auteur director, right? Mm-hmm. The kind who's like, when you call someone an auteur, it means that they're like the artist of the whole thing, you know? Yeah. So like he like writes and directs and does all the cinematography and all the things. And he's just like this person. He's married to Maya Rudolph, who's so funny. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. I kind of think she would also need to be there or maybe somebody else that he's very comfortable with because okay. he's like sort of shy. He's like oh. this like beautiful, shy and artist. And she doesn't come man. off that way. No, she's super fun. Yeah. So I feel like you would need a bridge. Right. And so I, both of them. So you pick two people. Well, him and probably somebody who he'd be comfortable okay, with. Okay, anyone. I'm open to whomever else it Got would it. need to be. Um, I probably would not ask him about his movies, but I would ask him about all movies and okay. all music. Really? Yeah. I don't know. He's just special. Okay. He's just like a real artist, you okay. know? <laughs> yeah, totally. He's like a real totally. one. Totally. Do you know who 
Iris Apfel is. I've heard that name. But I, okay, I need the context. Yeah, that is who I would choose today. I I have asked these questions and I have answered differently each time. Yeah, I would probably um, answer differently. I also said um, 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 Ted Lasso, the actor. Oh, Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Um, you know what? On yeah. the other side of Jason Sudeikis' divorce, I would pick Olivia Wilde. Also, oh, see, she is. That, Speaking of yeah. movie directors, whoa, yeah. So Iris, this is her, and she's guys. You should Google her if you don't know who it is. Iris Apfel. I think there's a Netflix documentary about her. Okay, I'm gonna describe her. In yeah. this in this image, she is she's a very old woman with white hair that's cut kind of short, but she has one little piece of her bangs like flipped down around so that yep. it lands on her forehead. She has glasses that look like the fashion designer from The Incredibles. Yeah. Like big, uh-huh. round, thick black ones that stick off the side of her face and super bright lipstick. And the coat that she's wearing is green with like a big Captain Hook collar on uh-huh. it and like red and uh red and orange cuffs it's like vibrantly green and it looks like there's like a tangle of threads and things down the front of it it's like wildly eccentric yes so she always dresses like that uh when i used to work at fashion week in new york city she would sometimes be there with some other like elderly gorgeous women um i'm allowed to call her elderly right i don't know what offends people she's 101 she's definitely elderly elderly to say Thank you. No disrespect. But like gorgeous, fashionable, and would Mm. just sit out there and she's very confident. And actually, this is a fun fact that I never tell anyone. I was going to name Jules Iris after her. But then um, a little bit before Jules was born, my friend had a daughter and named her Iris. Yeah. Well, she didn't know that I had been like, I think Iris is the name. And so I can't get mad. But then she's a friend that I see enough that it would have been odd if Mm. I also chose the name Iris. I mean, she's so great. The mom is that she probably would have been like, oh, it's fun. But and yet it's it's a weird thing to do. I worked with some coworkers who like one of them had the due date before the other one and stole the other one's name. Don't do it. No, it's bad. It's weird. Yeah, my friend had that with her sister-in-law. It happened multiple times. Yeah, she would say, I mean, she had names picked out since we were young. And yeah, the sister-in-law, yeah. If I get too specific, people listening are going to know. But yeah, really odd. Okay, ready. Next question. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you so Um, much. Thank you for being at my show. It's like you're at a Q&A. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you for that question. (gasps) This is like my dream fulfilled of like when I wanted to be Oprah or Ellen Mm. or something or Rosie O'Donnell before she had a reputation for not being very friendly. Mm. Um, Would you like to be famous and in what way? Okay. I would not like to be famous like with my face. Okay. Um, I do have the kind of like ambition inside that's like, oh, it would be cool to be like the kind of person who like people who know, know about you, Mm. you know, who's like made a contribution that then like benefits other people's Mm -hmm. arts or whatever the, like the thing is that they make Yeah. to where like you are not like walking down the street where people right. know you. So to a certain circle, you're mm-hmm. famous. Yeah. I think that this is a really elitist answer that I'm giving right now. Why? Why is it I elitist? It Maybe I don't like... know that much about elitism. Probably because I'm so elite. <laughs> That's what someone, someone who yeah. cares about that would be like, yeah, of course you don't. Yeah. Obviously yeah. fish don't know about water. <laughs> but, just. Right. But um, I live with someone who is famous to a certain group mm-hmm. sean hover in skateboarding indeed two skateboarders who know yeah he is very special one of my neighbors 
is oh, the person yeah. to whom Sean yeah. is very special. Oh yeah. No. And it's funny because whenever I'm with Sean, skaters really like us both. So then I sometimes will see skaters when I'm not with Sean and I assume that they also like me and <laughs> they know nothing about me. And I'm just a weirdo who's like, cool trick. <laughs> that was cool. Try again. I believe in you. And they're like, all right. Thanks, <laughs> but Mom. I like leave being like, oh, Come on. I'm Sean Hover's wife. I'm that girl. I'm, yeah. I like skateboarding. I Do you want to be famous? Yeah. So so there's two answers. One, one is that I think sometimes I want to be famous. This is like a vulnerable answer, but you're my friend mm-hmm. and they're my listeners. So they probably know me. Um, I think there's something deep down in me that has wanted to be famous because I thought if I was loved by a lot of people, mm-hmm. it would be really satisfying inside. I think that comes from like a broken place where like I didn't feel loved. It's sort of like the same thing. I remember being a little kid and being like, I want to be really, really good at school or really good at volleyball or really good at things. So people are impressed because if they're impressed, I will feel good. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't actually work. So, um, so there's that like sort of broken side of it or shadowy side of it. And then there's the other side that's like, yeah, I think I would like to be famous in the sense that I am broadly known, but I would like to be broadly known for something good versus Mm -hmm. like, I put out a sex tape. Cool. Like now you all know who I am. Um, no shame if you guys are listening and you have a sex tape, though I doubt you would listen to me. Um, but perhaps, uh, yeah, I I would like to be known for things that make people's lives better. Yeah. Um, but you can't be liked by everyone. So that gets trippy, you know, if you're like reading through your own comments on social media and then some people mm-hmm. are saying like, you're so great. And then other people are like, you're the worst. And then, yeah, you just yeah. can't attach your identity so you could be famous and not liked. Right. I don't know. It's complicated. That's the part about famous that seems very tricky to me is that there is an inherent loss of control. Right. And just true. like my name or my image yeah. or my thoughts or whatever. They're just out there way far away from me where right. I can't get them back or like yeah. necessarily dictate how they get handled. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. That's I think a really that's the tricky point. part. Yeah. You can't control the perception of you once the perception is really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I would like to be famous, but then I also, I'm not famous. So once I got famous, maybe I'd be like, I don't like this. But then by the time you're there, I can't go back. Thanks. I really want that one. Everybody to know about (laughs) you. I want everybody to listen to you. Thank you. All the time. Even just the other day when I was editing a podcast, I like took my headphones off and I was like, I'm so happy she has a podcast. Everyone should hear her talk. Whatever you were talking about was so beautiful. Really? Yeah. I just wanted everyone to hear it from you. Weirdly, that could make me cry. That was a really nice thing to say. Maybe I'm emotional. Um, I mean, obviously, (laughs) we know that about me. Uh, Okay. That was really beautiful. Oh, oh, here's a good one. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Uh, switch that reverse that question right around and ask me if I ever don't rehearse and the answer is no. <laughs> I was thinking like I sometimes rehearse text not. messages hey how are you no that's oh stupid gosh. hey smiley face no dumb sometimes you have to say a text out loud so that you know how it's yeah. gonna play yeah um <laughs> yeah maybe this goes back to the codependency conversation oh, we had at some point of shoot. being like I gotta control how everything I do makes everybody feel yeah. I don't know always sweaty palms all the yeah. time 
I think phone calls are scary. Actually, you called me um, a little while ago for the first time and left me a message being like, I'm really sorry if a phone call is too intense. I know. And I, was like, I felt so seen yeah. and respected, which it isn't. You can always call I know, me. But, but sometimes I do get scared every time the phone yeah. rings. When it's like your first time calling someone, you're like, maybe this is aggressive. Maybe you think I'm having an emergency. Maybe, you know, because like <laughs> right. we're not used to doing yeah. it. But okay, but I actually really like phone calls. Um, like I used to love when people would call my house and I would answer and be like, hello. <laughs> well, I have two moms and they had different last names. Hello. Oh. I can't say their names. Mm. Privacy sake. Oh, well, just one is long. This is the. Dang it. Yeah, this is the. Yeah, this is the too many (laughs) syllable, syllable, syllable residents. And they're like, what? (laughs) Put your mom on the phone. I'm like, but that was so fun. (laughs) Wasn't I good at that? I love that. Yeah, but I also rehearse for sure. I always think I'm in trouble when my phone rings. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. What do you you think about? It's never someone no. calling to get me in trouble ever. Right. Like zero out of any times ever. Yeah. But I always think I'm about What to about in audio messages? What do you think about those? That's way easier. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Do you ever think they're a little annoying? No. Okay. I was talking to my sister about this yesterday. I, at a time, I think I thought they were annoying. I don't know why. Maybe because reading is fast and then mm-hmm. audio is like, oh no, it's three minutes. Okay. I have to find three minutes. Maybe I don't have three minutes right. in this moment, but I now love them because like for far away friends, we can be in touch and it's so like to hear somebody's voice inflection mm-hmm. when you're talking about how you're doing is really nice. Yeah. And then I can audio them and then three days later or seven days later, they can audio me and we are having a conversation, Mm -hmm. but it's just going for a long time versus being like, Hey, do you want to FaceTime on this time on this day? And it feels like daunting somehow. Yeah. 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 That's nice that you can get like the, what you can really hear what people mean without having to immediately respond. It's kind of the best of both. Yes, totally. Okay. Uh, let's, I'm going to skip ahead cause I'm not doing all 36 guys, even though I'm sure you would want to listen to 36. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if we will become proportionately in love based on oh, how many <laughs> Like 36 like, would be a high well, I do like you more. <laughs> okay. Name three things that you and your partner have in common, except for, I think, I think this means that we're partners because oh, I was, I, I was, was thinking it thinking meant about, you and Connor, yeah. <laughs> but I think it actually is going to refer to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to refer to me. So well, what do you want to refer to? Okay. Let's refer to me because okay. this is cute. Uh, three things that you and I appear to have in common appear to have in common uh-huh at this stage of our relationship what do yeah. we think we have in common well i do look at us on a screen for long periods of time yeah. and we do appear to be similarly aged white ladies who sound the same <laughs> i think you just did a few because the sounding <laughs> the same could be a standalone oh yeah yeah sometimes um, the the computer like doesn't know yeah i use a transcription service for something for this podcast and it has a really hard time telling when i have stopped talking and you have begun yeah. or the other way around it just bleeds it all yeah. together. Someone recently was like, your voices are so soothing. And I was like, that's really cute. They probably both are equally same, <laughs> same level of soothe. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So we have, we have similar appearance, <laughs> similar voice. Mm-hmm. And I would say we have like a similar desire to approach things from like a place of here's what I think. And I honor if what you think is different from what I think. Mm -hmm. And I would love to maintain a level of humility where we could like have a conversation about it. And yeah, I don't know, be respectful. There's something 
about that that I see in you that I share. Yeah, that's a yeah. Huge, huge shared value. Yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh, fun. <laughs> so okay. Um, okay, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? You might have family members. <laughs> If, if this is um, at all going to be a <laughs> I'll take my stop off on this podcast instead of answering this question. <laughs> t-shirt instead of this question. Um, yeah, you have family who listens and I probably have family who listens. So we don't need to say anything that we think might, you know. Yeah. But just any one thing. Dear internet, what do I want to tell you the answer <laughs> to this question is um, I would like to have experienced a wider range of things. Mm. I would like to have like either lived in a place or had effort put into like meeting very different kinds of people than me and trying a lot of different kinds of food and learning like a lot. Just I feel that my childhood was very, feels like kind of a tight space. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like my community were all people who had a shared set of beliefs and mm -hmm. were like relatively similar to one another. Mm. It was pretty white mm. and like pretty similar socioeconomic strata. Like everything was, and I mean, we spent a lot of time within our own family. Like my extended family is quite large. So it just, there was a lot of, I would say quite a bit of homogeny mm. built into kind of the structure of my childhood. And I think it would have been cool to uh, experience a lot more different things early. Yeah. Cool. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, I think I, hmm, I think that looking backwards, there were like, I wonder if I can even answer the question like this. I'm going to do it. <laughs> this was you definitely say, a question designed to be answered over like an intimate candlelight. Yeah, dinner. for <laughs> sure. For sure. I think, I think looking backwards, I wish my family had more mental health support. Mm. Like even I would have been affected positively had my parents had more support. And I think that um, without going into details, dear internet, it's it's something that I things would have been different had had the grown-ups in my life felt more supported mentally or or had access. I think we are very lucky right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm so thankful that the world is the way it is, where there's a lot of attention around our mental well-being and like a lot of encouragement to take care of our minds, take care of our brains. Um, I don't think at that point it was as like a part of the conversation day to day. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I wish. I think like as a kid, I probably could have used it, but I think my parents, had they been able to get it, it would have shaped my childhood differently too. Mm, I think a, a lot of us would relate right? to you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is interesting. Yeah. A, I have a crystal ball. <laughs> B, that's a true story. <laughs> B, um, I have a lot of respect for secrets. I'm the kind of person who like, if I walk up and you guys stop talking, I'm like, oh, sorry, I'll just give you a second. Like, I don't need to know what you oh, were talking so about. Yeah. Or if someone's like, oh, I changed my mind. I think I don't want to share. I'm like, cool. I'll just like sort of move on. So like mystery, wow. like I like a lot yeah. of mystery in life and I don't feel like I need to know everything like that kind of curiosity doesn't eat at me. Mm -hmm. I would say that I'm more like if one side is wonder and one side is curiosity, I have a lot of like, ooh, wow, look at all these things. But I don't have as much of the like, but what was that? And what is it a, yeah. mm, and what will it be? 
Do I want to know something? Maybe I don't want to know anything. Really? Oh, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, because maybe part of the fun is that you discover it as you go. Yeah, and I've changed so much as a person that Mm -hmm. any previous version of me, finding out about any older version of me would be like, whoa, that's not what we want. Yeah. Because she wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. Yet. Sometimes I feel like I wish I could know things yeah sort of like if I work really hard on this job endeavor Mm. hoping that it will arrive to a certain like okay this is a real one like a certain level of income for me and my family sometimes I wish I could know is it not going to work right because if it's not going to work it feels kind of bad to waste a lot of time and energy but then that's sort of a not great way to live because like yesterday Eloise was like I don't want to play unless I'm going to win and I was like oh honey then you're going to miss so much life Mm because so much of life is just playing to play and maybe that's the advice I need myself and what what would we what do we do with this knowledge I guess is the question wouldn't we just use it to like try and delete future suffering because that we would also lose out yeah true I think on a lot of what makes us people I guess I'm going oh I'm going on a trip to Paris next month I know and I would like to know now what okay. the weather is going to be like so that I need so that I know if I need to order anything oh okay <laughs> how about that it's going to be as chilly. far in advance it's as I want to be chilly <laughs> bundle next up. month in Paris get a great jacket unless you already have one it could be kind of warmish it's springtime well I don't think it's going to be that warm. No. No, Spain wasn't. Okay. Yeah. That's very helpful. Yeah. I mean, I was closer to the water, but -hmm. you'll be by water. I don't know, honey. I think get a jacket. Okay. Wear a fashion jacket. Even if you take it off, (laughs) make sure you have one. So you don't need a crystal ball. Just ask your friends. Yeah. Ask your friends. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We are moving right along. I'm, it, it like takes you through levels of intimacy. So like the first ones were the icebreakers. And then that one that we just talked about, like family stuff that was on like next mm, level. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. How close and warm is your family? And do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Yes. My family is very warm. Okay. I would say warmer Uh than close. Oh, interesting. A lot of warmth. Not a lot of frequency. Okay. Like my brother was just here for a couple of days. He was? Uh No way. He left yesterday. Oh my gosh. Um, Cool. Yeah. I saw Dan yesterday because, you know, they all met up for lunch. Oh, nice. This is us literally catching up on a (laughs) podcast. That's so cool. Oh, fun. Um, Yeah, very fun. And so he was here with his girlfriend who he's been with for, I think, a couple of years, whom I only learned about. When I met Dan, <laughs> we, the friend who introduced us used yeah. to be in a band with my brother yeah. and moved here a, a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, Wow, that's really funny. Yeah, and so I just met her. Didn't know yeah. she was alive until I met Dan. Got it. And that's not like a problem in our relationship. Right, that's right. like, oh, got it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm so happy that he has someone. Right. She's a delight. It was an absolutely delicious pleasure to meet her. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so you guys are warm, yeah. but then... The closeness maybe right. would mean like consistent. Yes. Like he yes. snuggled me all week, Aww. all the last couple of days to a degree that like both she and Connor took pictures of it. Like the oh, warmth wow. is huge. That's so cute. But the closeness, like I haven't really spoken to him. Yeah. You didn't know about his girlfriend. I don't know that yeah. we had like a conversation in a right. couple of years. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So a lot of, there's like a lot of warmth. Happier um, childhood than others? When my childhood was happening, I thought that it was very happy. Yeah. Cool. That was, yeah. A, that was a great answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's seriously, that's a good answer because sometimes we are like 
um, our looking back lens can taint everything and then make us forget that actually we had a good time during mm-hmm. many things. Yeah. Also, we were in a community that was with like a lot of people who were like really suffering. Mm. And so the perspective yeah. felt I, my childhood felt much happier than a lot of people yeah. who were around me who were like really struggling. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, I also think you're very empathetic and it's hard for you to live without recognizing that there's a lot of suffering going on. Um, I, I, I'm also like that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think my childhood was happier than lots of people. It was, it was happy. Um, and my family has gotten warmer cool. as I've gotten older. I think that there was, I wouldn't have described it in certain periods of my life as super like warm or close. Uh, I've, I mean, I'm close with my sister. Uh, we were like each other's little team. But in the older years of my life, more recent years, actually, like I would say my 20s and then into now, um, I was able to choose how I wanted to act and how mm-hmm. I wanted to relate. And I think also maybe as I've become an adult, it's taken some fear or something pressure off my parents where they're like, oh, she's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if they worry about me, like they're more like, she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, there must be something threatening about watching your children like move into adulthood and being mm-hmm. like, they're cooked, oh. they're cooked now. I wonder how it yeah. went, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like when oh they don't gosh. have control anymore and now they just get to see like how you turned out. Totally. Which my kids won't experience because they're staying in my house forever. They're going to be so little. Yeah. <laughs> they're just going to stay gonna this little. We're just going to sit on them so they stay small. <laughs> exactly. Okay, we're getting to the end of this podcast, guys. This is just <laughs> a fun one, but I feel like I'm learning and... We're just having some intimacy. Oh, but what I was going to say about this is I was listening to a podcast that I really like and uh, I specifically wanted to listen to one where they were just basically talking about who they are in their life because I wanted to know more of who it was that I listened to yeah. when I listened to them. So yeah, actually, this is fun. This might be a great first one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I take it back. If you made it this far and this is your first episode, <laughs> nice to meet you. You're welcome. Um, Okay. Oh my gosh. This is like an intense one. Oh, okay. This is less intense. So your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving Connor, Mm -hmm. you have time to safely make one final dash to save an item. What do you save? And and I'm going to add to this. You can save as much as you can grab because... You have two arms I, and they yeah. carry a lot. <laughs> Why would you describe? Well, they're probably no. really tired from carrying oh, yeah, Connor from down the stairs. Connor. <laughs> He's like, hold me. <laughs> Our house is on fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just met my downstairs neighbor, Dave, and he might yeah. need to be checked on. Yeah, true. <laughs> true, true, true. Let's see. Let's see. I've invested a lot in some of these plants. I know. Both with my heart and some of them with my money. Yeah. Um, this piece of art that is behind us is very precious to me. Mm. Um, so you would save that? that? Maybe that. That is so sweet. Of that. that that art is so happy. Yeah, I love it so much. It's like a vintage lithograph. It's like the first piece of like art, so cool. art art that I bought yeah. myself as a grown up when I was wow. managing the vintage store. Oh. Yeah. Uh, maybe the computer that this is, or the oh, camera that this right. is being filmed on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the computer that these get edited on. Right. Mm, maybe there's a hard drive that's too practical. That's, that's not very practical. <laughs> <I mean>, that <laughs> makes a lot of answer. sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, mine is like passports, yeah. birth certificates, the things that are so annoying to replace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have photos of the kids 
that are in like these little photo books that I printed. Yeah. And I think the, the purpose of having those was because I was like, maybe they'll get deleted from my phone or like the clouds or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they're just floating yeah. until they're not. So I'm like, if I have them in these books, then I can hold them. So maybe I'd want to save the books. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good answer. But every night with Wilson before bed, he says, pray against fires and fire alarms because <laughs> our fire alarm is the worst and mm-hmm. goes off at random. So he doesn't want either. So I pray all the, every night, every night for yeah. those. And we, we thank God for trucks and we pray mm-hmm. against those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why do they still make them like that? We all hate No, I know. And I've talked to the homeowner about it. I don't think she listens to this podcast, but she mm. was like, well, you'll be thankful when there's a real fire. And I was like, no, I won't. I will not believe there's a real fire. I will burn because I will think <laughs> this thing is tricking me. Your fire, your smoke detector is endangering my life, yeah. landlord. Yeah. Like, this is not real. It's going to be so cynical that I'm yeah. going to die in the fire just to spite you. It's, but it's the worst sound. Ours is really loud oh. and they put one in every single room and some have multiple in the, like in the hallway. There's just no. scattered. I'm like, I've never seen so no. many fire alarms in one place. Um, okay. Share a personal problem with me and ask my advice on how I might handle it. Ask me to reflect back to you. (laughs) This is such a funny last one. Oh my gosh. Good luck. Okay. Ask me, (laughs) your partner to reflect back to you, how you seem to to be feeling about the problem that you have chosen. So you're thinking through a personal problem. You're asking my advice on it. And how you, how I might handle it, and then I'm gonna tell you how you seem to be feeling about the problem. And I, I'll also do the same. So let me just think. Yeah, at what level of problem? Because I have big ones and I have very stupid ones. Well, just whatever level you feel like the internet, <laughs> the internet, you would want them to know about. This is a safe space. Yeah. YouTube is like YouTube is super safe. <laughs> Anything on the internet is like really safe from yeah. just like the worst people. People are so gentle there. Yeah. <laughs> so really nice. understanding. Yeah. What is my personal problem? Well, I have a small personal problem, which is that I bought on sale <laughs> eight <laughs> pairs of the same underwear. Wow. That are a material that's very nice. Okay. But they come up, they're really high-waisted. Oh, yeah. And they did not look so high-waisted. Okay. On the model. Uh-huh. The model was shaped a little bit more like this. My okay. arms are parallel. Okay. Where I am shaped a little bit more like this. My arms are round. Okay. And um, it's fine. Like, all my pants are high-waisted. Sure. But it's not comfortable. They're right. like high-waisted thongs. So oh, either I'm like it. pulling them down and they're kind of like flattening yeah. out the part of my hips that's kind of fatty, mm-hmm. which like if nothing's squeezing them, then it's like nice and round and cool. Right. But then when something's squeezing them, it's then it's like bumpy. Yeah. But if I w- let them go all the way up, then you have the thong yeah. hurting. Yeah. I can't return them because oh, I bought man. them on sale. Oh my gosh. I want to cut the top off. Wow. So that they're not so high yeah. waisted. What, what brand are they? <laughs> Parade. Okay. Like, oh, nice. Like internet yeah, underwear, cute. you know, okay. like Instagram yeah, yeah. ad underwear. Okay. And uh, I am concerned. Okay. That if I cut the top off, then instead they will just fray. Like fray apart. Yeah. yeah. But they're that like seamless material oh, that's like yeah. tight woven. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have, because they don't let there be stitching around underwear because that is so right. many problems. This is my underwear problem. What I'm hearing you say, <laughs> please give me your advice. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that you want to cut your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, you, 
<laughs> and you're concerned. Mm-hmm. I hear you're concerned. <laughs> Thank you for and I want to meet you where you are because I would feel the same. Yeah, yeah that's a real problem. <laughs> This is a very real problem. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is that <laughs> sounds like you have eight pairs. And so perhaps you could try cutting one mm. and then go from there. It's the trial period that you need. And then if it yeah. goes great, you can cut the other seven. <laughs> I just bonked the microphone with my nose. And if it goes badly, you have seven more. Yeah. To try and figure out what to do. You could take them to the local tailor and say, I need to hem these these high-waisted internet thongs for me, (laughs) please. Really important. I laugh into the microphone. It's like I'm laughing right into your ear, guys. Sorry. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I think that was really good advice. (laughs) You are so welcome. Anytime. I actually Mm. have a podcast, so you can listen to me weekly if you want. Um, Okay. My problem is that I do many things Mm -hmm. all day and night. And I sometimes wake up with my kids and then can't fall back asleep because I'm thinking of the things I need to do. And I think that I am, I am lately trying to figure out how do you figure out like the I'm trying to figure out how do you figure out Mm -hmm. the few things to focus on and uh I think it comes down to like money and time because I'm right now serving as the breadwinner for our family which sounds so amazing but there's no bread I'm not bringing home much bread yes and so that's okay a lot of winning. There's no <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the thing is, Sean and I were talking last night, like, I feel so thankful for how rich I am in the things that matter. Mm-hmm. And I am not deprived. Like, people are so generous with me. I, I live a very comfortable life. But when it comes to money in the account to pay bills, mm-hmm. um, it's not yet in a place where I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Whew. Right. You know, it's sort of the monthly like, okay, all right we're going to do this, you know? Um, and so I kind of like spin my wheels going really fast. Like I'm going to try and do this and I'm going to do this to make some money and I'm going to do this to try and help very good mothers club get to a place where it'll grow. And the question I keep asking is, is mm, it sort of is like, am I, am I an idiot? <laughs> like, am I a dummy? Like it's basically if I was on the outside looking in, would it be super obvious what I'm supposed to do? But because mm. I'm inside my situation, it's not that obvious. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It sounds to me like you feel Thank you. overworked. Yeah. Underpaid. Sure. And also, and gosh, this one's so, it's so real. Also concerned that like others could perceive you mm-hmm. as missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is this like layer of frosting over totally. the actual things to feel totally. stressed about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I hate it when my people reach out to me, like my close people and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm so busy as if I, you know, sometimes busy is like a badge people wear proudly like, mm-hmm. oh, she is so busy, but I don't feel that. Right. I feel like sort of dumb. So I'm like, sorry, I'm so busy, but like, I don't know if I have that much to show for it. But if, if years down the road, the work that I'm investing into the things I'm doing were to really grow, really help people, really provide for mm-hmm. myself, really provide jobs for the yeah. people I love, then that that's like the crystal ball thing. This is coming full circle. Those are the things that I'm like, 
if I could just know now that they're going to fail, then I wouldn't spin so fast, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) This is it. Yeah. I am wondering if there is, if there's sort of a category of things that you could be looking for where, like we've talked on some previous episodes Mm -hmm. about like codependency and kind of like the workaholism that yeah. that can create. Mm-hmm. I guess what I noticed for myself is I, I feel a lot of what you're saying okay. as well. And I notice that sometimes I'm being reflexively tasky mm. and busy because I'm in that mode Yeah, when I don't necessarily have to actually do that additional small thing. Like that's not actually building toward any of the things that I decided right. to work on today. Right. So I'm wondering if there's space for you to relieve some of your stress by just trying to notice, like when you feel your hands just go to do something like, oh, actually, is this on my list yeah. or do I just know that I can do it? Because of oh, course you can really do good. it. Like you're very competent. That's why sure. you're in this circumstance with so many plates because you're a person who can have so many plates. Yeah. And I wonder if like maybe some margin would be created and then like even just the consciousness mm-hmm. that you can like, yeah. rather than like unconsciously just flurrying through a yeah. day, start to be like, oh, I'm building in a process of asking, do you need to do this right now? Is this in line with the four, Yeah, which is too many in a day things uh-huh. that I'm trying to do? Or is this just like a weird extra? Yeah, that I'm adding because it's just the way I've yeah. I've built my life to be. Yeah, and then maybe really like good. the bigger things that you do want to focus on might become more concrete clear. and clear in yeah. front of you. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the book Essentialism. It's really good so far. But yeah, that's kind of the idea. He said something so cool. He said that years ago, priority, the word was created to mean the one prior thing. Like it was the, it was brought oh. to the English language to be the one thing, the priority. Huh. And only in the 1900s did we, it, yeah, make it priorities. Plural. And he's like, do we not see the irony of like having a meeting and being like, here are 10 priorities. And he's right. like, no, no, no. That's not even how that is supposed to be used. I thought that was helpful because wow. I have so many priorities that yeah. I'm just falling like, Poof. right, right. I actually no. have no priorities. It's soup. Yeah. It's urgent soup. Things. Thank urgent you. Soup. Yeah. Urgency yeah. soup that we're eating every day and we don't want to do that. Yeah. Wow. I just want to reflect back to you that that's a really vulnerable position to be in. Thank you. To be a person who's trying to build your own yeah. empire. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. And you are risking. Yeah. That even sounds scary. Build your own empire. I mean, even like your own little empire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's big. You give good advice. Thank you. That's why we're here. (laughs) That's what happened in real life. This happened. And then we're like, we should do this together. Oh, I knocked the microphone. Okay. You guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here and for joining this whole thing that's happening. Please join us in our Very Good Mothers Club Mm -hmm. community. It's verygoodmotherscloudhouse.com. And Lane and I lead Zoom calls once a month in there. And then you can also correspond with each other and with us throughout the month. And it gives us the opportunity to get to know you better and be able to create podcasts around your actual needs and the things you want to hear about. So we would love to have you in there and good job. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.